Foodies Rock with Leslie Chesterman on Show 97.7. An expert's guide for what to put in your mouth and where to do it. 12 minutes after 7 o'clock, Leslie Chesterman taking time from uh, promoting her brand new cookbook to chat with us this morning. Good morning, Leslie. <laughs> Good morning, Terry. That's so kind of you to say. Yes, well, I you... think he t- actually just crawled out of bed on all fours, grabbed the <laughs> coffee, and ran to the mic. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't out all night long. I thought, if only we could have all been out, you know, partying all night long. What is yeah. partying? I don't remember what that was. No, partying I don't remember. Partying like watching Netflix with the person you yeah, love, you know, yeah. and a glass of wine. Yeah, or maybe a tub of popcorn, I know. Um, I Listen, the, I, I still haven't, uh, this, the, uh, you've delivered the book to the station, and uh, mm-hmm. I have to get permission and a hazmat suit to go to the uh, the oh. radio station, but... <laughs> I've been following you on social media, and it it looks uh, it, it the book looks terrific, and it's being well received. So you must be very yes. pleased. The, yeah, I was very happy that our good friend Bill Brownstein wrote a story yeah. in the Gazette about it. But also, Wonderful. I just saw that it debuted at number thirteen on Renault Brain, and like that's hey. not the best number. <laughs> number <What>? thirteen. <laughs> But I am above the car guide. Yeah. And when you're above the car guide, you know that things are going your way. Hey, you listen, know, that's top. Guide. That's top twenty. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, exactly. And it's the most expensive book on the top twenty. Oh. So you see, it's almost like two books on there. But be a, uh, be a lot of them under a lot of Christmas trees this year. I'm almost I sure. I hope so. I yeah. Hope so. Wait. Hey, yeah. uh, listen, uh, you want to talk about the second wave, um, the second Are we wave. Are the third wave now? Are no, we we're, we're, the second wave? no, no, but you want to talk, I want to make this clear, the second wave of eating, which I'm looking forward to. Oh, right, exactly. <laughs> well, I was, I was completely inspired this week by seeing Jess making her first Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> oh, thank and you. And I I'll saw that, wasn't her first, was it her first? It was. It was, yeah. yeah. And so it went swimmingly. You guys had a big turkey there for two. You have yeah, it, a lot of leftovers. But I, I don't know if you, like in, in our house with my mom and dad, um, you know, and, and I miss doing the family thing this year, but we were following the rules. My mom and dad always, always, always bought a butterball. So I went hunting yes. for a butterball. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed this, but most butterballs are 90 pounds. <laughs> you can't find They're, a real small yeah. one. That was the smallest right. one I could find. Right, and the little ones are frozen, off, or or sometimes they're frozen. The butterballs, but um, yes, you you, yeah, you could have gone with a regular turkey. Given me a have. call, I could have coached you from the sidelines. Okay. But, okay. Uh, I, and I, on the other hand, ended up with a turkey that was too small, and oh. I don't have much left. I don't have much in the way of leftovers, and I'm a bit sad because I mean, <laughs> what's life without you know turkey for breakfast, lunch, yeah. and dinner the week after yeah. Thanksgiving? But the turkeys were very small this year, so I think a lot of people were having smaller Thanksgivings. And I'm just thinking, what, did they make smaller turkeys? Did they slaughter them early? I don't even want to think about it. But no, there were a lot neither. of small turkeys there. I don't want to think about it. But what I want to, I'm so inspired by Jessica, I watched talk about, you know, the first wave, everybody made sourdough bread. Sourdough yes. bread, like people that, you know, the, you know, some person you never knew on the end of your street was suddenly making sourdough bread. And then, like, there were the Portuguese tarts that Dr. Ruda told everybody to make, so we all made those. So I'm like, now that it's the second wave, I think we need a new list of project baking for things okay. to try, right? All right. So 
Number 10. Okay, I have 10. Maybe we won't fit them all in, but we'll try to go quickly. Number 10 is a souffle. Now, nobody wants to make a souffle because it's nope. notoriously the most difficult thing to make in cooking. And that when you make a souffle, you can't tell anybody to walk around your house with shoes on. Yeah. Because if anybody jumps up and down, the souffle will fall, right? It's like Is that true? If you make you make a loud noise, down it comes? Well, I mean, there's a limit. Like, you don't <laughs> have to jump up and down. Do you jump up and down anyway in your kitchen? When so, you know, like, it's, well, you shouldn't. But the souffle, the thing is, when it comes out of the oven, you have to be ready to eat it's not like the souffle is ready to be done and somebody's in the shower you know so it's like more of a timing thing to get it to the table the souffle is actually quite magnificent and if ever you really want to try something fun that is worth trying you can make a big one for two or four Mm -hmm. cheese or chocolate i recommend are the best although you can make like a snail souffle if you want to but (laughs) who wants to right (laughs) um number nine pizza okay now we're all ordering pizza every week terry and i are saying you know order from local restaurants buy wine from local restaurants but really if you've never made pizza at home it's really worth trying because even if your pizza doesn't work it's still delicious <laughs> but like high oven there are ways to do it in my book i tell you how to do it but um really you can make pizza at home and a lot of people you know it's it's a fun thing to do you all make your own pizza and it eats up time it's it's really great uh number eight mayonnaise okay so <laughs> like Mayonnaise doesn't just come in a jar. You can actually make mayonnaise from scratch. All you need is an egg yolk, some salt and pepper, and a lot of oil, and maybe some lemon juice and some garlic to make it super delicious. But once you go to homemade mayonnaise, there's no going back. Well, I mean, I always have like a tub of Hellman's in my in my fridge. Yeah. But homemade mayonnaise, not only is it delicious with French fries, but you just get like a fresh baguette and then... Like, these are not diet tips, okay, just to let everybody know because, like, a bowl of mayonnaise with a baguette uh, is not exactly something I'm sure my doctor would approve of, but, uh, boy, is it delicious. Oh, like, amazing. Homemade mayonnaise, you'll find tons of recipes for that everywhere. It's really worth trying once. Uh, Mac and cheese doesn't just come in a box, as everybody knows, but really making your own is fun. Just one big hint for homemade mac and cheese is don't go easy on the cheese. Go big or go home on Mm. the cheese with mac and cheese. I try to like put several kinds of cheese in there. It's a good way to clean out all the cheese in your fridge. Again, not a diet tip, but you know it's COVID, so who knows what's going to happen next, right. especially after the next American election. <clears throat> so then next, vegetarian lasagna. Okay, now not a vegetarian lasagna is kind of interesting because there are certain things you don't put in a vegetarian lasagna, like ginger and carrots. You know. Oh. <laughs> well, yes, but otherwise you can really put clean out your whole fridge with a okay. vegetarian lasagna. And, uh, you know, then it's, you know, it's, of course, we're all trying to eat more plant-based foods, but you can even get that plant-based uh, sausage now that looks quite, uh, you know, uh, excuse me, but phallic. When you see the plant-based, right. you'll see what I mean if you see the plant-based sausages in your supermarket. And you can fry those, take the skins off, fry them up, and you can make like a sausage sauce, but it's vegetarian. So it's, oh. it's kind of cool, and it's often on sale. Uh, number five, onion soup. Onion soup is oh, actually boy. extremely easy to make. And now that we're getting into cold weather, and who doesn't like onion soup? I mean, yeah. if you don't think you like onion soup, try it and make your own, and you'll like it because you made it yourself. Um, number four, fried chicken. Okay, now fried chicken is uh, a, a pain to make, but you make it, you're like, oh, my God, this is so good. And then you'll never make it again. Uh-huh. Like, 
it's too complicated you end up with a vat of oil that you have to go like pour into your neighbor's backyard at two in the morning when nobody's looking right but it's it's delicious but do it once and then buy it that's my uh, that's my advice yeah. number two fresh pasta uh because you'll impress everybody around you and you can even start an instagram account if you start making fresh pasta it's actually not hard not easy but it's time consuming and it's kind of fun uh so if you've never made fresh pasta it's COVID second wave. Let's go. Now's the time. <laughs> Woo. And number one, which is one that I will be making sooner than later, is cannoli. Oh. And the reason is it's very time consuming. It's quite difficult to make cannoli. I was watching a Sicilian guy do it on YouTube last night, and I'm like, oh, my God, do I want to get into this? <laughs> but actually, you roll the cannoli dough in the pasta machine, which you already have on the counter because you've been making the fresh pasta. So what the heck? You know what I mean? I mean? Two so birds with one that stone. Is my list. Yeah, it's a good yeah, list. Oh, I, and I didn't mention I didn't mention Monte Carlo potatoes because oh, is now closed, yeah. and they used to uh, they used to sell them frozen. I don't know if they do anymore. I'll find out. But uh, just scoop out the baked potato, add a ton of cheese, some chives, yeah. some paprika. You know, I don't know, some sour cream, some of that mayonnaise that you made <laughs> earlier on. Sounds, sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. Not a list from oh, your doctor's God. office, but still oh, quite good. I'll never be thin hey, again. I'll by the, by the way, uh, uh, speak, fried chicken is really difficult to make. Have you tried Bucky Rooster's fried chicken? The new I uh, have heard of yeah. Bucky Rooster's. Is that well, from the team at Arthur's? Uh, I'm not sure if it comes from Arthur's or not. They're on on Notre Dame, and uh, I have heard a big thumbs up from uh, me and Jess. Bucky Rooster's is pretty terrific. That has been the uh, <laughs> fried chicken and fried chicken sandwiches yeah. have taken over Montreal, and which yeah. is fine. Just go easy on the fried chicken. Because... Got gotcha. you. <laughs> All right, yeah. Leslie, thank you. As always, great uh, chatting, and uh, I would imagine some people can get some of these recipes in your book. Oh, there are some in my book. There's some on my website. Go. And whenever you're looking for a recipe, always first look at a YouTube video just to see if you want to invest Yeah, if time. you want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get into it. Mm. Okay, enjoy the day. Thank you. Take care. Bye. All right, see you later.